0: That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Friday, December 6th, 2019. On this day in 1967, 24-year-old Barbara Ann Hackman Taylor was murdered. For 30 years, her body remained unidentified, and she was simply referred to as Tent Girl, thanks to the material covering her corpse. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the murder of Barbara Ann, or Bobby Hackman Taylor, more widely known as Tent Girl. Let's go back to the cold evening of December 6, 1967, in Lexington, Kentucky. America was in turmoil. The Vietnam War raged overseas, and protests against the war raged at home older conservatives and young hippies talked past each other in opinion columns and on news stations, civil rights were still a hot-button issue, despite the fact that Lyndon B. Johnson had signed the Civil Rights Act three years before, in 1964. But none of this national turbulence was evident in the Taylor household, where George Earl was preoccupied with his personal troubles. Besides, the three children were too young to understand the news. The younger two, Sonny and Shelley, were just toddlers. The eldest, Bonnie, was just seven years old. All the kids were desperate for Daddy's attention and some dinner, but he was busy drinking a beer at the table and brooding. Damn that, Bobby Ann. George was sure she'd run off with some other man, just like his first girl, Bobby's mama. What was he supposed to do with three kids? He had to work. He didn't have time to sit around the house washing bibs and cooking for four. He'd have to take them to his parents in Ohio. That was all there was to it. As the days and weeks passed by, and Bobby Ann didn't come home, George was increasingly sure of his initial assessment of the situation. She'd run off with another man, abandoning him and the children. Maybe she'd been influenced by some anti-war protester type and his free-love philosophy. Maybe she'd just gotten sick of the domestic life she'd signed up for at 19 when she married George Earl. Regardless, he saw no reason to alert the police to a wayward woman. And after dropping off the kids with his family members up in Ohio, he did his best to put the whole thing behind him Bobby Ann, fatherhood, the December of 1967. But Bobby Ann's family was less inclined to forget about their sweet, gap toothed girl. When the calls and letters stopped abruptly in late 1967, they knew something was wrong. But they had no way to contact George Earl, who was always moving around, thanks to his job as a carnival worker. All they could do was report Bobby Ann missing in Florida, the last place they'd known she and George Earl were living. It wasn't until 20 years later when Bobby and George Earle's kids looked them up that they'd started to unravel the real story of what happened to Bobby Ann. She had disappeared from Lexington, Kentucky in December 1967 and no one had seen or heard from her since, not a friend, not a relative, not an old acquaintance. They couldn't seem to get any farther than that. There was nothing to go on. But this was the dawn of the World Wide Web, and that was about to change everything for Bobby Ann's family. Up next, the digital age provides some answers about Bobby Ann. Now back to the story. In late 1967, Barbara Ann Taylor known to her family as Bobby Ann, disappeared. Her husband assumed she'd just run off. He never went to the police to report her disappearance. The rest of her family didn't know where she was living when she disappeared, so the missing person report they filed in Florida did little to help the case. 20 years later, in the early 1990s, Bobby Ann's children and sisters connected and started to discuss the scant details they knew about their loved one's disappearance. But they came up empty-handed. Meanwhile, a Kentucky man named Todd Matthews was starting to make progress on another unsolved case. The tent girl's body was found near Eagle Creek on May 17, 1968, off Route 25 in Backwoods, Kentucky. She was wrapped up in a green burlap bag, the kind sometimes used to carry tents, hence the nickname this Jane Doe had acquired in the press. Inside the bag, she was entirely naked, except for a baby's diaper draped over her shoulder. Her body was decaying but had not been disturbed by maggots, thanks to its burlap covering. An autopsy determined that she'd been knocked out with a blow to the head, then left in the burlap bag to suffocate. Broken fingernails indicated that she'd tried to claw her way through the cloth, but the oxygen had run out first. Back in 1968, police had found no leads on the murder case. They hadn't even been able to identify the body. But Todd Matthews was sure there was a way to figure out who this girl was, if not who killed her. Fascinated by the case, he studied the police sketch of the tent girl, drove out to her tombstone, and discussed the murder in depth with his father-in-law, who originally discovered the body. In 1992, Todd realized that the Internet age might be the key to finally solving the case. It wasn't a small task to save up for a computer, nor to figure out how it worked. But slowly, using new websites like PeopleFinder, Matthews gathered the email addresses of anyone who had lived near Eagle Creek in the 1960s and started to contact them, looking for information about the tent girl. He later explained that he was so determined to figure out what happened to her that he fully intended to email everyone in the United States. But he didn't have to. Instead, he started to comb through missing persons reports, including on the now defunct Crane and Hibbs website. It was there in January of 1998 that Todd found a post by Rosemary Westbrook, sister of Barbara Ann Taylor. Bobby Ann disappeared in late 1967 in Lexington, Kentucky. She was petite and brunette. She had a gap between her two front teeth. All details that fit with the police profile of the tent girl. While she wasn't found until May 1968, her body was decayed to the point that the murder could easily have been committed in late 67. And Eagle Creek, where she'd been found, was just outside Lexington. Todd was convinced Barbara Ann Hackman Taylor was Tent Girl. Todd Matthews had a DNA test performed, which confirmed his sleuthing. One major piece of the Tent Girl puzzle was solved. The Tent Girl story hit the news again, only this time the focus was less on the murder itself and more on Todd's miraculous investigation, especially since it wasn't an isolated event. Other digital age amateur sleuths were using the internet to put together disparate clues and solve cold cases. It was a fascinating phenomena, and for many interested Americans, the story exemplified the awesome powers of this new beast living amongst them, the World Wide Web. But for Barbara Ann's family, the most important part of Todd's discovery was that finally They knew what had happened to Bobby Ann. She didn't run away with a charming hippie. She didn't abandon her family. She was robbed of her life by an unknown killer. Unfortunately, the second major mystery of the Tent Girl case remained unsolved and still does today. The killer still walks free. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on Tent Girl, check out the ParCast original Unsolved Murders, which dives deeper into her story. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Carly Madden. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nora Battelle, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon and Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.